0: Uh, oftentimes people think well will medicare just cover my nursing home does it man no no it thank won't. you for that man <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: Hello and welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment, where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. A quick reminder that the hosts of the show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. We upload a brand new podcast every Thursday, so be sure to subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. Also, follow us on all of our social media platforms. We are Mach One Financial Group on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube.
2: Hey guys, today we're going to do a book giveaway. We're going to give away a book by Chris Hogan called Retire Inspired to the first three people who go to our website and under the podcast tab, submit a question to the podcast. We'd love to take your guys' questions and answer those in the upcoming podcast. So for the first three people that submit that, we will reach out, get your contact information and send you a book. Again, it's, it's by Chris Hogan, national bestseller called Retire Inspired.
0: Hello, this is Mike Frost, and we're here on episode 64. And today on the podcast, we're going to be discussing long term care, something everybody is just dying to hear about. That's a pun there, folks. Okay, David, Matt, we're talking about long term care. I'm the closest one to it that's going to need it. uh, So I really need to know this stuff. So I'm hoping you guys can provide us some good information. All right, so. What is long-term care, David?
3: What is it? In my opinion, from my viewpoint, uh, it's really an asset preservation tool. What it's, you know, truly designed to do is is obviously cover the cost or most of the cost of going into a long-term care facility, typically like a nursing home. There are products today that will cover uh, home health care as well. But traditionally, it's used to cover most of the cost of what what it would cost you if you had to go into a nursing home facility and the reason why and maybe matt you can chime in here but the reason why i talk about it being mainly an asset preservation tool is because if you don't have long-term care and you go into a facility then ultimately you're having to pay for the cost of long-term care out of your own pocket typically out of your retirement assets which dwindles those assets and so they'll be less available at death for the next generation
0: well let, let's address a, a common misconception so let's say you're 65 you're on medicare and you go into a nursing home uh, oftentimes people think well will medicare just cover my nursing home does it man no
2: no it thank won't. you for that man <laughs> <laughs> no medicare and it gets in there's a lot of details and specifics i think it'll cover up to 100 days um so pretty short period of time but that's all medicare so i would look at medicare as don't view that as a long-term care um, policy or anything at all even if it does chip in a little bit at the beginning so if you listening to this and you think
0: medicare is going to cover your nursing home care it will not it will just a sh- very short period of time and you have to have a hospital stay of up to three days before that right before it'll even cover that hundred days
3: now medicaid on the other hand will cover long-term care but not until you're basically broke and out of money right
0: and that's where you came from it's Long-term care is an asset protection tool. If you have no assets and you go into a nursing home, medic aid will kick in based off some parameters and you'll get you'll get coverage. So you're going to get coverage one way or the other. But if you have a significant amount of assets and you don't want to spend them down to qualify for medic aid, then you need to listen to this podcast and understand about long-term care.
2: Yeah, it's, it, that's exactly right. And one, one of the things I always like to start with, is reminding people that long-term care insurance is is just like any other insurance. You're just trying to offload the risk of something that you're concerned about or don't want to bear yourself to an insurance company. So if someone comes in and they say, "Matt, I don't I don't care if I leave any money to my kids or I don't have any kids or, you know, I want to spend down everything I have. It doesn't bother me at all to rely on Medicaid to cover nursing home end-of-life situations and all." Then you've just answered your own question. You don't need long-term care insurance. The risks or your concerns, you know, don't justify needing to go out and try to offload risk to an insurance company. So those are the first things. Is like starting with what are you most concerned about? What risks are you not comfortable completely having on your own, your shoulders and yours alone? And then have a conversation around now. How can we look at implementing long-term care to maybe offload some of that risk? And it, it, that sounds oversimplified, but it really does need to start there because Oftentimes, I'll have conversations, and we get to the conclusion that you don't need long-term care insurance. That's
0: right, and that is part of our flight retirement flight plan is to ask these questions. So, when you're a client or you come in, you talk to any of us, you are going to get that kind of conversation.
3: Yeah, in fact, uh, to your point, Mike, on the retirement analyzer, there's even a tab called long-term care planning. So we can actually project out for someone what the future might look like if one spouse or the other or both had to go into a long-term care facility, and oftentimes that's a good a good way of helping people decide. To your point, Matt, whether you know what your objectives are and whether you're maybe even self-insured. Possibly there are a few people who have um, plenty of money to where they're self-insured. There's a lot of people who fall in the category where they don't, frankly, have enough assets to uh, are large enough have to protect with long-term care policy but there are quite a few people in that middle ground where they've got enough assets where they should protect it with long-term care policy but not quite enough assets where they're self-insured
0: and they they can easily handle that risk on their own right so matt you're a, our insurance expert. How long do I need to have long-term care insurance for? Do I need the rest of my life, like whole life insurance, or how long?
2: This go, Again, it goes back to the initial conversation of what are your biggest concerns because every situation is different. And I typically tell people we need to start with looking in terms of calculating how much you need, like what, what keeps you up at night, What's what are you afraid of, or what's really concerning, what's your family history look like. Um, for For those of individuals who aren't, um, opposed to doing some additional planning with an attorney, right? doing some advanced Medicaid trust planning. We're not going to get into a lot of that today, but um, for those people that are willing to do that, the maximum you would need is five years' worth of coverage because after that, then some of that advanced planning with the trusts that you've done with the you know, estate planning, Medicaid planning attorneys, that will then begin to kick in. Now, I've had conversations with clients who don't want to do that or they don't have someone they trust to, you know, set up the trust like it needs to be set up and hand over the assets and all of those kinds of complications that can come with that. So um, I've had people who say, I want it as long as I can buy it. You know, maybe it is a lifetime policy. But for a lot of people, like David was saying, kind of that middle cohort of people that um, where a lot of people fall that do need life, long-term care, three to five years is kind of my – Sweet spot. Three years is probably going to cover, you know, help you preserve a lot of your assets, and then anything beyond five years, if you're doing the trust planning, is not necessary.
3: Yeah, three three to five years is a good rule of thumb. In fact, I think I can't quote this the uh, statistic, but uh, I've read statistics before where I think the average age uh, or the average lifespan of someone once they go into a facility is like two years.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. It and that's another thing to keep in mind is like if your only concern is. If you're not worried at all about a longer-term stay, right, again, then why would we try to offload risk of that to an insurance company if all we're worried about is, hey, the last year or two? That's all we really want to protect. Well, then buy a policy that covers, you know, a year or two.
0: Right. About three to five years is what I heard. And, Matt, I think you're referencing the Medicaid five-year look-back rule. Yes, sir. Uh, so if you want to get more details on that, we can go deep in that. But, but hear this. Some of you may be thinking, well, you know, what? if I go into a nursing home, I'll just put all my assets in someone else's name, and then they'll be okay, and and they, they won't be able to get... Well, Medicaid will go back five years and look at anything you've done financially, put a house in someone's name, gave away a bunch of money, and they can undo that or not pay for your care for however long that would have covered. So you don't want to do that. I have a really bad example where a friend of ours did that, put their house in a in their child's name. And the child was married. The child's spouse decided they didn't want to be married. And so they had to sell mom and dad's house to give ex spouse half of it. And here they were doing it to protect their house. And now they didn't have a place to live. So be careful about doing things like that. Come in and talk to a fiduciary financial advisor. And let's see if you actually need long term care. Okay, man. So what situations does
2: long-term care cover I mean is it a broken arm what is it typically most policies will pay benefits when you've met two certain kind of situations one of them being the the not being able to perform two of the six activities of daily living commonly known as ADLs. right so that's mo- not to go through all six of them but like toileting eating cleaning bathing whatever you know just basic daily activities And then the other one is typically defined as a severe cognitive impairment that one's a little bit harder to kind of define but most of the time you know it takes one sometimes two physicians signing off on the fact that you know yes this person has a severe cognitive impairment and needs help you know on a day-to-day basis
0: so if you meet those criteria uh then there may be a uh Waiting Elimination period. period. Elimination period. Elimination right. period, commonly like a deductible, maybe 30, 60, 90 days. And then they start paying off. Different policies do it different ways. So how do people get reimbursed? Do they just
2: write them a check? Do they write it to the nursing home? How does that work? Well, there's again, different types of policies. Some will pay direct and pay you on the front end, just like send you a monthly amount, regardless of what your expense is. A lot of them though are on the reimbursement side. And so you would you would make the you would have the expenses submit the receipts and then you know they'll reimburse you on a monthly basis for those expenses so so on that note there's there's t- two main d- types of policies the way i classify them this is not a long term care textbook definition but is your traditional long term care policies and then your hybrid policies your traditional is the use it or lose it it's i compare it to your auto insurance you pay a set annual premium that can and most likely will change in the future after a set date but you either need the insurance at a later date or you don't and if you don't use it then you've paid these premiums for you know insurance that you don't end up needing those that's can be absolutely appropriate in very specific situations however with as, ex- as expensive as long-term care has gotten, long-term care insurance, um, not long-term care, long-term care insurance, the hybrid policies have become a lot more attractive because they offer different benefits and pay out for different reasons. You know, if you don't use it, there's like a death benefit at the end because it's kind of wrapping in a life insurance policy. So it's not a all for naught if you don't end up needing long-term care. It can be a little bit more expensive, but the premiums are also guaranteed, so they're not going to change on you. You know, there's a lot of advantages To the hybrid policies in my opinion but those are the two differences and so when you're looking at what they'll pay out for how much they'll pay out for how long you know there's a there's a bunch of different variations within the traditional long-term care insurance but then you also have the hybrid long-term care and all of the different variations and the ways policies can be structured there so a lot of different options definitely you know, do your homework and, and talk to somebody who really understands this stuff because there are pros and cons to both. A lot of people were sold long-term care policies a decade or so ago thinking the premiums were fixed, and they may have been for 10 or 15 years, but there's, there is are, there are essentially no policies that I'm aware of on the traditional side that have fixed premiums. They almost all at a certain point within the policy have the ability to start adjusting them. Some Have really good track records of not doing so. And then I've seen other policies where, you know, consecutive years they've seen 70% premium increases in back to back years.
0: And they see those increases just about the time when they're 70, 75, 80 years old, and the potential of them needing that care is the greatest. And then they can't afford it because the premiums have gone up. They can't
2: afford it. And the one thing that people get, Confused about it. it doesn't mean just because you can't pay that new premium does not necessarily mean the policy lapses, but you're going to have to take advantage of one of the non forfeiture options, which means your term, your amount of coverage is going to go way, way down, the amount of time it pays out is going to go way, way down, and so you're stuck in this predicament of how, okay, do I cut my insurance and make it drop dramatically, or do I pay this? You know, ever increasing premium. It's just it's a tough spot to be in later in life.
3: This is one of the reasons why I'm, <clears throat> and maybe you can expound on this a little more, Matt. But one of the reasons why I'm such an advocate of the what you call the hybrid policies, where it's the life insurance it has a life insurance death benefit. So if you don't end up needing it, your family is still going to get the money via the death benefit, tax free, by the way. Um, or you get long term care benefits via an typically via an accelerated death benefit rider. Right. right? Yep. And, um, and, again, the reason why we like that is because of a lot of the reasons you just indicated right there, Matt, that, you know, once you get to the point where you're getting to the age where you might start needing these traditional long-term care policies, we see the premiums starting to go up, and a lot of people end up making the decision, I'll just let it lapse. And, um, you know, that's one of the ways insurance companies make money on these policies.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And the neat thing about the hybrid policy, too, the amount of money that you put into it up front, if that's how you fund it, usually the death benefit is equal to or more than what you're putting it in. So you or your heirs are going to get the benefit of that money one way or the other, in most cases, not every case.
2: And And just to throw in another nugget, a good hybrid policy will also have a surrender value. Yeah. So it, it may not be it most likely it, if you have a return of premium rider on there, it can be equivalent to what you've put in. But most of the time it'll be less than, but it'll still be a majority of what you put in. So let's say, you know, as a lot of people know, life happens, changes, you know, things, things just happen in life and something comes up and you just need to get rid of the policy. It's like you, you're able to at least get a majority of what you've put in back out. And again, that it, it, it helps eliminate that use it or lose it risk with the traditional side
0: so Matt, if anybody's interested in doing a long-term care traditional or let, let's stick with a hybrid because we're big fans of the hybrid policy um what's the underwriting like if i get diagnosed with a problem can i go today and submit and see if i can get long-term care how does that work
2: well it's like any other kind of life insurance disability you know any pre-existing conditions can exclude you from coverage uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you you will be declined you can sometimes ask for an exclusion, right? So if you've had a recent event, but you still really want the policy and you're okay with them excluding that from the, them having to pay out benefits, sometimes that's an option. Um, so they'll just put an exclusion in there. Most of the time, it's more or less, though, uh, uh, approved or not. So like any other insurance, though, is what I was going to say, is – is the the be- earlier you can get it the better now with long term care it's not like life insurance it's not like you want to rush out at 25 and buy a hybrid long term care policy but when you get to that you know 45 50 55 you know not no predetermined age but you the, that's when you want to start having the conversation because you're young you're healthy and you can lock these types of policies in place you know if if you're really good shape and you feel comfortable waiting longer that's actually ideal but you run you're running the risk of well if something happens to you medically you may not be able to get it in the future.
0: Yeah. So by age 55 you should really have a hard discussion about this because the chance of you needing nursing home care nursing home care before age 55 is really small but the number of people needing it after age 60 goes up exponentially. So you definitely want to do it before age 60.
2: And that no, that's a great point. The 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 flip side of that is it's not about insurance is not about having it when you need it. Mm-hmm. It's about getting it when you can get it. And yeah. so long-term <laughs> care insurance is it's not waiting till the as close as you can wait until you need it. It's you're again you're offloading risk, right? Well, every day that goes by there's a risk something happens to you medically, you know. God forbid, that would keep you from getting it. So it's finding that sweet spot of getting it while you're still healthy and younger, but not getting it so early that it's, you know, it's just kind of a waste or too early.
0: Well, speaking of sweet spot, David, okay. How much do I need to get? How much
2: long-term care policy do I
0: need?
3: So you start by looking at what the average cost of nursing home care is in your state, in the state of Arkansas, where we are, for example, about 6,000 a month in today's dollars for nursing home care. But then you have to assume about a five percent rate of inflation let's say for that care so do the math out and figure out you know what that might cost 10 20 years in the future when you might need it and use that as a guideline for what the daily benefit would be so divide whatever that cost is by 30 days for the month and that should give you a guideline for what you're how much daily benefit you you might want to think about purchasing to make sure that you're covered. Or, now that might be a really large number, though. That's the problem with that. So the alternative is, you know, maybe take 50% of it or 60% of that or whatever, accepting some of the risk on your end to keep those premiums more in check with what you can – you know, what you feel like you can afford. But that's that's the way you would start, though, is f- start with figuring out what's the average nursing home care, use a, a rule of thumb of about a 5% inflation rate to figure out what that future care is going to cost, and then use that to determine what your daily benefit should be. We've got all those calculators th- here in the
0: office that we can help you with. We can do all that math for you, but that's how you would go about doing it. Yeah, just to reiterate that, if you don't want to do all that math that David talked about, you know, he was an Air Force Academy graduate. He can do all that in his head. If you'd just rather somebody else do it, just come in here. We've got a very nice tool that helps help you figure out exactly what you might and might not need. Okay, uh,
2: Matt, so I'll buy my my policy. Are there any tax advantages to it? Not not to bind the policy immediately. You know, there's some tax benefits of how the benefits are paid out on the back end, right? They can be... and should be and can be tax free um, in terms of the benefit payout and so um, but not any huge tax benefits that I'm aware of now CPA you know disclosure I'm not a CPA so maybe someone's aware of some upfront benefits but not not anything that I'm aware of
0: now if you're listening to this and you're in either Washington or Oregon they've got a new law there that you have to have long-term care insurance it's a requirement And you have to opt out of it. And there's a whole big deal about it. And there's a bunch of podcasts out there about that, the pros and cons against it. So uh, if you're living up there, you you really want to pay attention to what your local laws are. But as far as tax advantages, well, Matt, one could be with these hybrid policies, you can actually purchase that with some tax-deferred money, some IRA money.
2: Yeah, there is one carrier out there. They actually have a patent on this particular product. It's a company that we do business with. But you can fund this with qualified funds, like like Mike mentioned. So if you have an IRA that you want to, that would make more sense to use that to fund this policy up front. Then you can do that. So you know, not not any necessarily special tax benefits, but a benefit to being able to use those funds versus having to come up with the cash um, out of pocket.
0: Okay, so now I've got the policy. So we know inflation is going rampant now. Are there any kind of inflation protections to it?
2: It can be, yeah. There's typical rider options on a lot of policies. You can add a, add an inflation rider on there. So a lot of the policies that we'll set up will have have that on there.
0: So you can, but it costs more is what you're saying. Sure. Okay, Matt, there's one more question here we've got about partnership policies. What in the world is that with long-term care?
2: Yeah, so like 15 or 20 years ago, the federal government and state governments kind of got together and set up this partnership plan that really tried to incentivize people to get long-term care insurance so what it is is it's an Medicaid asset disregard amount so let's say you go out and buy a $200,000 policy meaning it will pay out $200,000 worth of benefits well when you go to if you get to the point and you need to go through Medicaid qualification or Medicaid eligibility um, that process they will, if you had that $200,000 of of private insurance, they will add that on top of the normal amount of assets that you're able to keep and still qualify for Medicaid. And so um, it's a really cool, good, valuable benefit. The problem with it is almost all of the, the partnership policies are traditional policies and are tied to that side of the business. And that side of the business is the one that's kind of imploded over the last few years and has gotten very expensive. And again, it's not that it doesn't make sense for anybody. It's just it's gotten harder to make sense for a lot of people. So it's not all long term care policies qualify. I don't I think they might change that in the future to more hybrid, hopefully, because, you know, they should want people to buy these new policies. They just haven't caught up to it yet. But that's what that if you hear of partnership policy, it's not any type of Special policy, it just means your specific policy qualifies for the partnership program so you get that additional asset disregard with Medicaid.
0: So Medicaid basically gives you credit for having a long-term care policy. And if you run through it all, then you don't have to spend your other assets all the way down before Medicaid right kicks in. Yep, exactly. It's a asset
3: preservation tool like we talked about at the beginning.
0: All right, folks, uh, that's it for today's podcast. We have Erica doing the uh, editing. We have Matt Hager doing the producing here today. So Matt is our new marketing director. So welcome, Matt. So thank you both for doing the podcast. Erica, can you tell folks how they can submit a question?
1: Yeah, you can submit those questions um, on our website under the podcast tab, or you can email them to podcast at one onefinancialcom And you'll want to be sure to do that for our book giveaway this week.
0: Thank you, Erica. All right, folks, here's your thought of the day. Planning is bringing the future into the present so that you can do something about it now. Planning is bringing the future into the present so you can do something about it now. You don't want to wait to get long-term care when you need it. As Matt said, you need to be planning for it now. All right, folks, that's it for today. We appreciate you listening to the podcast, and we look forward to you joining us next time on the Mach 1 Market Moment.
1: not provide tax or legal advice. You should speak with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. For full disclosures, please visit www.moc-onefinancial.com slash disclosures.